0: Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Becoming Her. My name is Carla and restoring healthy mindsets is my thing. And today we have a special guest. Uh, Her name is Allie Carter and I'm obsessed with her. I love her and I thought that she would be such a great asset to have to our podcast. And without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Allie. So I don't know if you want to say hi, Allie. <laughs> hi. Hi, Carla. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today. We're so excited to have you. Now, Allie, uh, who are you? Who are you? What drives Allie? What's your mission and your vision? I know you have a movement right now of the Pretty Girl movement. and I want to really let our listeners know on what that is if they don't follow you on socials yet.
1: I love that question. And thank you so much for the amazing introduction. So. Hi, everyone, my name is Allie Carter. Um, I'm a model and an influencer. I've been modeling and influencing since I was very young, since I was um, about 14 years old, um, which has been amazing. I've worked with brands like Seventeen Magazine, Urban Outfitters, Free People, etc., and I've just loved every bit of the way. Um, I grew up going to private Christian schools, but in high school, I started homeschooling so that I can focus more on my influencing and my modeling career. Um, And as I got to college, I just fell in love more with science and psych, and that's kind of where I am now. But as far as what drives me, I really think, um, I feel like Christ drives me in like every way of my life. That's just, yeah, I just have a really personal relationship with Jesus. And um, that's just kind of what wakes me up every morning. That's what gets me excited to do what I do. Um, And also my love for people. I've always had this huge love for people. And ever since I was a little girl, I've always wanted to help and inspire people. And I'm so happy that my career has kind of led me in that way, where I can really make an impact, especially in young women's life. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about me. Um, So the Pretty Girls movement, I honestly started this is gonna sound so crazy but I started the pretty girls movement by accident Um, (laughs) no I'm so serious it (laughs) always happens I feel like the best things happen on accident honestly um but the pretty girls movement I I growing up even though I was a model and everything I never really felt like completely comfortable in who I was like I was like so scared and insecure of like the world. Like I was scared to be myself. I was insecure, you know, like as most of us are like mm-hmm. growing up, it is really hard, especially growing up in like our society, like comparison and like the media and everything. Um, it's way worse now, but when we were younger, me and Carla, like it was still something. Yes, was, I,
0: you know. Yes, I feel like we we experienced it, but not to the degree that these girls are experiencing it in because we didn't have TikTok. I think at the time, we're the same age, so I think at the time. We were experiencing like Instagram. Like Instagram was still Mm for you. Um, and that's kind of where we where we were. I don't know if you know this, but I didn't have social media for this reason. My mom actually prohibited me for having social media until I got out of high school. She's like, after high school you can have social media but during high school you're not and then after that i was like when i got into college i was like you know what i don't even want social media i see what it's doing to so many people because i saw it from the perspective of like i don't have social media but i see everybody else having it and it's it, it yeah you know so yeah. i completely agree but continue sorry to cut
1: you off <laughs> no no no. i love the addition i i honestly that kind of like changed my mind a bit in like how i'm kind of explaining this because thinking back I had social media because I was like that was my job you know Mm -hmm. I did YouTube I was a model like that was really what like pushes your career to be better Mm -hmm. so I feel like I had the disadvantage of just constantly seeing everything Mm -hmm. you know and then when your mind is like kind of developing and like you're just like going through puberty and you're like trying to like see who you are like I feel like that is not the best influence to have like Mm -hmm. the media just up your face all the time um so I feel like your mom had (laughs) she had a great idea of doing that um but you know like everyone like kind of experiences things differently and I feel like once you get there as long as you're there like you're good you know Mm -hmm. but as far as the pretty girls movement goes yeah it started by accident I always just used to be so insecure and it used to hinder how I lived like I never lived a full life I never fully experienced or like fully enjoyed things because I was so scared of being judged Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it's not that that magically goes away but I feel like as I got older I kind of just got tired of not living my best life which people overuse that like phrase but Mm -hmm. literally like I just got so tired of just not of just being held back by myself you know like there was no one holding me back it was me and I was like you know what I'm beautiful the way God made me no Mm -hmm. matter like who I'm in quote unquote competition with in the industry or whatever like I'm beautiful I'm me I'm not gonna like restrict myself like even as a teenager I would barely wear crop tops I didn't like to show my body a lot I was very insecure about being thin and I feel like that's just something yeah and now I'm like you know what like it's not even I'm gonna just show everything like I can if I want to but it's just not my thing really Mm -hmm. but I like Wear what makes me feel comfortable because I can and because I feel free, and it's mm-hmm. such a freeing feeling. So I just want every woman to experience that exact feeling, and that's kind of how the pretty girls movement started. It's a little bit of a longer story than that, but that's kind of like the basis and kind of the um behind the scenes of like how yeah. I view it.
0: Yeah, and no, that's great that you mentioned that because um I I want to dive into the pretty girls that I that got me obsessed. I was like, that is such a great idea that is such a great point and the first video that I think that I saw of you was you were saying about something about um being the mean girl and how mean girls get have a benefit of being a mean girl because they end up getting yeah. what they want and I was like this girl's on point that is so true and the first time I saw you I was like oh my gosh this girl is gorgeous and I Thank love you. that yes you're gorgeous I think you're so beautiful and elegant <sighs> uh, I love it but I was just like, oh my goodness, I love seeing that she has different, uh, you know, because we all don't look the same. We're, we, and that's what makes you beautiful. It's yeah. like the, you look so different. And like, you're not your usual like beauty standard, I guess you would say. And yeah, the fact you. that you also mention like you're a model and even as a model you struggle with these things as well and mm-hmm. even of being thin like you struggle with like showing your body or like uh, things like that because you only hear or you only really hear people saying like oh I feel a little bit insecure of showing my body because I'm not thin and right. um, I love that you that you bring that up because I feel like we're covering a lot of other women's feelings as well and that's why I wanted to bring you on here it's like we have different backgrounds. And I know that a lot of women are going to resonate with what you're saying um, because it's true. Like we do have, we, we, each of us have our own, our own struggles. But the thing that I loved about your, uh, that I love about your story is I was feeling, I was also insecure. I was also there, even knowing Christ, even knowing that mm-hmm. I have a father that loves me and really like King King of Kings and I represent a kingdom. I still right. felt insecure. And that's where a lot of people are, and it's normal to feel that, and um, I just wanted to also bring that up to a lot of other women that are listening to us. Of like, it's normal, and yes, you can overcome that insecurity. Um, For sure. And so I, I, I love your story. That's why I wanted to bring you on because I was like, I feel so many women are gonna are gonna be able to resonate with her. Um, and I love that you give the power and the glory to the one that deserves it. Um, because yeah. it's true. It's it's yep. true. People like it or not we are in this spiritual realm and, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's there. It's our, it's there. It's just, we learned that we, we, now we have tools to fight our battles because Amen. now we know how to, how, how we're fighting now, now we mm-hmm. know, now we know, we know, um, we know, we know that there's a the truth in the light and then there's also death and lie. And we are literally living in the midst of all of that. So yeah. I really love that you gave the glory to who it belongs to. Um, so thank you. And <laughs> <to> <laughs> leading on to my next question. Also, you're breaking up a little bit. I'm not too sure if it's the microphone maybe that, that you have on. Um, you started off well in the beginning, but right now you're breaking up a little. Um, your voice isn't as clear as it was in the beginning. I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you. Am I breaking up still? Yes. Yeah. Let me see. Hold on. Is that better? It's like... It's breaking up and it goes into an echo. I'm not too sure what it what it might be because in the beginning you I heard you perfectly fine.
1: Can you hear me better now?
0: No, it's still breaking up. I'm not too sure if it's the mic or if it's um not too That's sure. Weird. Is it better now? I still hear the um. You know what? Let's keep recording and hopefully it doesn't trip. Uh, transfer over to the to the actual podcast audio but for okay. me at least you're breaking up a little bit like i can hear you and i can i can understand what you're saying it's mm-hmm. just echoing like it's breaking up fuzzy and then it echoes um but let's continue with the with with the questions um how did you find me okay. on tiktok because i know that i followed you before i because i saw you and i was like i love this girl and i followed you And that's, you popped up on my for you page, but I don't know what made you decide uh, to follow me back or how did you find me?
1: I actually saw you on my for you page too.
0: I saw you. Yeah, I saw you on my
1: for you page. I forget exactly which video it was. I think it was you waiting until marriage to sleep with your husband. I am pretty sure. But I saw you on my for you page. And I saw that it said follows you on the bottom. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, this girl is so sick. Like, I agree with what she's saying. Like, (laughs) absolutely. So I followed you back. But I'm not 100% sure which video it was, though. But I remember seeing you and being like, I love this girl.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause I was just like, I wonder when she decided to call me, cause I know exactly you were so captivating. I know how exactly it was, which is, which speaks volumes because that's how captivating you are through the screen. So oh
1: my gosh, understandable,
0: understandable of, you know, you, you're makes more sense that you're a model because absolutely you're just very captivating. At least to me. thank making. you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and so you mentioned something about you being an influencer YouTuber have you always been um, you know on socials when did you decide to grow on uh, Instagram YouTube I don't know if you have Pinterest or not but and all of the social platforms
1: so I started out so young I remember just watching like makeup influencers on youtube when Mm -hmm. it was a huge thing you know like Mm -hmm. makeup by mandy 24 like stila babe Nine, mac barbie like you remember that era it was it was an amazing time for those who haven't experienced it but anyways if you know you know but i remember watching all of them and being like this is so cool i want to do this so bad but i was so young i was 14 Mm -hmm. um or i would say 13 because i i've been i thought about it for a while
0: before i started Yeah. It was like during middle school. Yes. I remember. Yes. yes.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. It was so fun. I I loved it. I loved it. And I'm like, I just want to be a part of this so bad. Like I want to do videos. Like I want to be online. Like that's so cool. So, but then I knew like with, you know, everything, I was a middle schooler and like, I knew my parents would not be super crazy about that, you know? Um, especially my dad you know he doesn't know anything about that like you know it was <laughs> weird at the time you know it was very yeah. weird it was you know you didn't really talk about it you didn't really do it you didn't see it often it's not like now so mm-hmm. I kind of like would record videos and like not post anything not do anything and just save them on my phone edit them on my computer and then that was it why like, that that's all I did for like a year <laughs> I promise you Carla that's all I did for a year and eventually I was like this is kind of like a time waste of time you know like this is kind of waste of time like I just really want to put myself out there like it's not the same just doing it here in my room and nobody knowing I'm doing it I kept (laughs) it from my friends and everything I had it from everyone so eventually I created an email email? wow an email yeah because like back in the day you had to like do an email first and then do a YouTube I don't know if it's still like that but anyway so, I created an email and I'm like, okay, let me start with an email. Like, let's, let's see, let's, let's dip our toes in here. And then I'm like, okay, let me open a YouTube channel, you know, with the same username, you know, Beauty by Ali 7. Mm-hmm. I still have the same username. And I remember I was like, okay, let me at least have the channel and then we'll see like how I'll approach it to my parents, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I remember I was out shopping with my mom. I've never told a story online.
0: Oh my um, Never,
1: never. The, tea. Never. <laughs> the tea, yeah. <laughs> So I was out shopping with my mom, and she's like, I don't know if you, like, know about this, but, like, if you were to ever start, like, a YouTube channel, I feel like Beauty by Allie would be, like, such a great, amazing name. And I just, like, froze. I was like, oh, my gosh, no way. She knows. Like, she knows, she knows, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, busted, you know? Because I didn't post anything. I just created everything, and I guess, like, maybe it sent her notification, like, so-and-so is trying to use your, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I'm busted. Like, she's never going to accept it. And I told her, I was like, yeah, actually, like, I did that. Like, I actually created something. And I've been, like, recording videos. And, like, I really, really want to do it. And she's like, I just wish you would have came to me. Like, of course. Like, that's so fun. Like, you know, as long as you're you're safe with it, like, they would monitor everything and make sure it's, like, nothing, like, crazy is happening, you know, whatever. But she's like, I wish you would have came to me. Like, that's amazing. Like, I want you to be happy. I want you to follow what you want. And that was the beginning. That was the start wow. of all of it. Yeah, she wow. was
0: super supportive, and my dad came around eventually. Eventually, yeah, it's always the dad. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the dads are just overprotective with their daughters in general. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All in good heart, though. All yes, heart. all in good heart. Um, and so did it benefit you to be... I love that you're homeschooled, too. Did it benefit you to be homeschooled then because you were taking this path?
1: Yeah, for sure. I actually... there was a lot of reasons why I considered homeschooling, but, Mm -hmm. or at least my parents did. Mm -hmm. But the main reason was because like, I'm just like doing this thing and it's going really well. And like, I want to do this all the time. You know, I want to have more time to do this and like Mm -hmm. pursue this. And then, you know, I started modeling then too. So it gave me opportunity to like travel for that or like Mm -hmm. be like on set and stuff. So it was just so beneficial. And I, oh my gosh, I made so many friends homeschooling. Like it was just it was an
0: amazing experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. That was amazing. That's awesome that you say that because so many people have such a negative connotation on homeschooling. And that's Mm -hmm. actually part of why I want to do homeschooling with my children. Like I told my husband, I'm like, babe, um, whenever we start having kids, like I'm homeschooling them. And he was like, okay, like, okay sure that's that's fine but are you sure you're able to do the workload because i want to have so many kids like that that is like my dream i want to have kids i want to homeschool them for that particular reason so if they do have dreams we can Mm -hmm. support them we can support them i feel like it's a disconnect whenever you go to school it's like you know i don't know what these teachers are teaching my kids and it's like i don't i don't want that i i just i don't want to disconnect no i so i love that you have this positive um experience with homeschooling and that's like a major reason why i want to put my children into homeschooling so good thing you mentioned that um and transitioning into the next question what i know i asked this in the beginning of pretty girl movement but what video in particular do you get so much controversy when it comes to the pretty girl movement um
1: so i feel like the pretty girls movement is more about you uh-huh. the viewer the listener uh-huh. you know it's more about the woman that feels insecure that wants to grow that wants to live her best life but is like herself is holding her back uh-huh. and she doesn't know how to set boundaries she doesn't really know like she's kind of lost in that way but she knows she has like a hunger to do it uh-huh. but she doesn't know how to approach it so as far as that I don't really get a lot of heat I think when it comes to like my own personal opinions people get kind of, like, heated. You know what I mean? Because I'm not trying to impose any type of viewpoint on anybody. Everybody has their own viewpoint. But if you're a part of the Pretty Girls movement, there is certain things that it's, like, they're kind of, like, non-negotiable. You yeah, know what I so mean? Yeah,
0: talk about those non-negotiable yeah. things for a pretty – for, you know, for the Pretty Girl movement. For the
1: I pretty- feel like – yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I feel like there's a lot of things, like, things you accept with guys, things that you accept with friends. Like, you – oh yeah there's like a lot of boundaries there's a lot of boundaries mention I feel like, like, like two
0: boundaries
1: yeah I feel like one well with guys or friends
0: um you can set with either guys and friends you can do one of both
1: okay so I can do two for guys and two for friends so for guys I feel like one thing is like talking stages are a no at least long talking stages uh-huh. absolute no like you can't there's just no way for You to be in your best, like in your best element, I guess you can say, Mm -hmm. in a long talking stage with a guy. I feel like it's just wasting time. It's not beneficial to you. It's not beneficial to them. And another thing, which is like a hot, hot topic, people hate when I say this sleeping with them too soon. I think that's just a thing that's just no. I know. Yes. Completely. Yeah. There's so much to it. And honestly, Carla, we can do a whole episode on that because it's we so should. much to we that we definitely should.
0: We should. Absolutely. But, expect Yeah. Listen to our listeners expect one because we'll talk <laughs> you have two girl you have two strong beautiful women here and we're going to talk about it and dive into it and discuss so many things. Um, oh, I'm ready. So we can we can talk deets on that later and we can even talk about maybe like reclaiming yourself if you've already like, you know, have had past relationships where you did the hookup culture I feel like that would be such oh, a great yeah. conversation for for uh for the both of us and for our listeners oh for sure I'm so down for that Me too. I'm so down for that. I think that. it would be very helpful um con- continuing on with the with the boundaries I love that boundary yes absolutely
1: oh no, for sure and then for friends I feel like I can go on and on again. Another episode, Carla. We got to get on it, okay, girl? (laughs) (laughs) We
0: definitely do.
1: (laughs) But for friends, I think one non-negotiable, it's so dangerous. And I always – this is so random. Well, at least I think it's random. But I always go back to um, Selena Quintanilla Mm -hmm. on how – what happened with her. Like, her whole, like, tragedy stemmed from jealousy. Mm -hmm. You cannot – be in a relationship with another girl, like uh, another woman, like in a friendship mm-hmm. and have her be jealous of you. It's non-negotiable completely. There are things that you can work through. I understand securities and you're shy or whatever. There's things that you can work through, but a jealous friend is a absolute no.
0: Absolutely agree.
1: Absolute no. And another thing um, to keep it short, but another thing, I think um, a friend that's disingenuine Mm-hmm. Like someone who doesn't have like your best true interest in heart, that's just completely unacceptable. And I feel like so many times in relationships and with friendships, we kind of like accept those things. We accept those things because we're afraid of being alone rather yep. than, you know what I mean? Rather than yep. cutting it off and like nipping it in the bud kind mm-hmm. of. Cause it's, um, and I, it's, scary. People it's so scary. So, mm-hmm. It's so scary. It's so scary. And I can totally understand that. But once you kind of like, when you're fully in your best self and you truly like, want to make the best out of your life and you want to have like good, healthy relationships, it's going to be way easier to cut those off than if you were just like, you know, scared or insecure or whatever, which we all go through that. But once you get past that, it's way easier to kind of cut those things off.
0: Yes, it is. And I like that you mentioned that I speak on that of being a high value woman as well. I feel like it goes hand in hand Um, because when you're uh, when you become a high value woman, a a lot of that's another thing. A lot of people misunderstand high value women with like you make a lot of money and that's what makes you a high value woman. But I think high value woman really is because we need to define that a little bit better. It's not (laughs) how much money you have and how like your social economic you know position which it does add give you value monetary value but right it's your relationships it's how you manage your relationships and i say this over and i'll say this again but i say it a lot with that the way that you handle your romantic relationships is the way that you handle every other relationship professionally friendship wise family wise so that's why i say to always have those high standards because then if you don't allow it with your friends you're not going to allow it with your family and you're not going to allow it with your For partner sure. And it's just gonna come out naturally because you're like, yep. uh, no, I know what I want. No, I'm not doing that. And saying no becomes easier. And mm-hmm. it's like, I can't believe that we've come to a point where our four little year, like our four year old selves would have no problem saying, No, I don't feel I feel uncomfortable with that. I'm not doing that. And now there were women we're like,
1: um Wow. Um yeah.
0: you know, it's okay. It's like no, I'm not gonna be a pushover. Nope. You need to learn how to say no. And I think that those those boundaries of those setting those boundaries of eventually make you prettier because you're less stressed. <laughs> like love it. It'll literally show you.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely! And it'll give you a
0: glow. It'll give you a glow because you say no, and you don't have those stretch marks or those face facial expressions, or mm-hmm. you don't put those negative emotions on you because you learn how to say no. So I think those are great sure. boundaries. I completely yeah. agree. We should definitely. And I think, uh huh no no tell me tell me sorry i definitely think we need to get together again and make different episodes on these topics because so many people need help with not just romantic relationships but also with friendships they don't some For friendships sure. are so sneaky deaky that they get into the romantic relationships and then boom like oh i just found out my boyfriend was cheating on me with my best friend like i hear so many of those stories because Mm -hmm. of those sneaky geeky friends
1: for sure and jealousy like yep jealousy will lead you there like disingenuousness will lead you there like no that's an absolute no i think another thing that like makes like a woman a pretty girl is like you having a pretty energy, you being at Mm -hmm. peace and all of these things kind of like coincide because if you don't have jealous friends, if you don't have like toxic relationships with guys, if you're not like constantly confused and constantly sad about a guy because he's not giving you like a clear answer or a clear what are we, whatever, like Mm -hmm. you have like a pretty energy. You're Mm -hmm. at peace. You're living your best life. You're doing your thing. You're taking care of yourself, like mind, body, and soul, everything, you know? And
0: that just kind of that peace is so pretty. I agree. I 100% agree and um I love that you said that because it does bring you peace when you yeah. no longer have that and I feel like that's when we attract the most the, that's when we attract the right kind of people into our lives when we set those boundaries and when we say no and when we have that you know pretty energy or that um just peace. It's just it's peace mm-hmm. and we attract the right people because it's addictive. It's addictive and it's attractive to have someone so glowy someone so bright and the only way we're going to attract those people is if they're in the same level as us because they understand and they like us sure because they themselves hold that so there's and that's why i always say like focus on yourself before you try to get into a relationship before you get friends whatever it is focus on yourself focus on having those healthy boundaries those healthy no's and limits then you're going to start attracting the right people into your life because you yourself are now attractive and you yourself are now confident. And so you're confident that you're going to attract those healthy relationships. So I love that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love that too.
0: Um, And because this season, this season two is about self-love. I would love for you to go ahead and tell us about um, if you've ever put yourself first. And if you haven't before, how did you overcome that? Putting yourself first.
1: Um, I think I've had a lot of moments in my life where I haven't put myself first because I thought that the other person deserved it more than me, whether it's Mm -hmm. because they were hurt or because like they needed me as a friend or anything like that. I feel like every single time I've put myself in that situation, though, I've been the one who's um, it's backfired on me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think like specifically back on friendships, like friendships that were just so toxic and um, it's not that you have to have perfect women in your life to be friends. It's not it at all. We uh-huh. we're none of us are perfect. You know, none of us have it all together, though. It may seem that way. I think it's like, though, women that maybe have it all together or maybe don't, but have it in a toxic way, uh-huh. you know? So I think for me, like kind of just like putting myself first and like, I'm the advice friend. I don't know if you're the advice friend too. But, I'm the advice
0: friend. Yes. I'm yeah. Like, oh, when they need advice, I'm the one that they kind of like plug in to recharge and like Go out to the world. So Mm -hmm. it's yeah, definitely that. And it's draining. It's draining being that so
1: draining. (laughs) Being the advice friend, like guys, check on your advice friends. Seriously, we need you sometimes. We need something to be poured back into us. Okay. Because I can't, Carla. I can't even tell you how many times I have been in a friendship where that person only wanted me for advice. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. No, girl. I'm so serious. So that in and of itself. I've put friends because I felt for them, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're going through things and I feel for them, but like, they don't really care about me. Mm -hmm. This is not, this is not a real friendship and I'm putting you first because I realize that maybe I have a little bit more, you know, um, clear headspace than you do because you're going through this thing, but it's still not right for you to take advantage of me because you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For you to take advantage of my advice or me putting you first or me being a good friend, you know what I mean? I deserve Mm -hmm. to have a
0: good friend just as much as I am to you. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, and, and it's so funny that you say that because we don't we don't see those that clear, because mm-hmm. they're friends because we've been friends for so long and it's it right took me a long time to really like put those friends past me and I love my friends I love them and I still love them even if we're not friends anymore, but it took me that it took me and I think I'm gonna share a little experience that I have. For sure, I. I because self love also comes in re- in relationships as in friendships, because I remember I had this best friend, she's, oh, I love her so much. I still love her. And it breaks me that we had to go our separate, ra- separate mm-hmm. ways. But um, it got to the point where I didn't even realize that every time I didn't do something she wanted me to, she would yell at me. She would wow. literally yell at me in front of all of our friends and we had multiple guy friends. And I think we were the only two girls in that, in that group. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think, I think there's something it took me to that point where she was yelling at me with all my guy friends and my friends were like, Carla, like are you really going to let her do that to you? To the point where I was just like, no, I'm not. And this is going to be the first and the last time you do it. I love you so much, but you're hurting me. And I remember yeah. I, I had a breakup with her and um, oh, I love her. I love her so much. I, that doesn't mean that I don't love her. I love her, but from far away, like, it's okay to keep her exactly away, because I need yeah. to put myself first. And I can't have these friendships, where they, where they disrespect me, because I don't don't I don't tolerate disrespect. She right. learned very quickly and very fast and um, that I don't tolerate disrespect, especially not yelling. And since she couldn't respect that boundary, I was like, you know what? I'm stepping away. I love her. But the best thing to do is to walk away at this point. And sometimes it takes that like hard look in the mirror and be like, are you going to let this disrespect happen again? Or are you going to choose yourself first and choose your peace and choose your peace of mind and decide to walk away now before it gets toxic? Yeah. And it it takes that like self-reflection to be able to do that. Um, And I'm the same way. I'm the advice friend. I'm the friend that you call at one in the morning telling you to like calm down or to giving you advice on like what to do opening yep. the door for opening my home to you because you're like in an awful situation whatever it is I'm that friend because I think what gets us is like that compassion and empathy we have yeah. that and we thrive on that but it definitely can you know we at some point we I'm pretty sure you had to learn as well like okay this is where it, this is this is where it stops like I love you yeah. but no you are not going to cross that boundary of mine. For sure. And I think setting
1: boundaries so deep into a friendship or relationship can be so hard because now you have love, you have, you know, compassion or empathy for the person. And it's not like you didn't have that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's just that now it's deeper because you have an emotional connection to them and Mm -hmm. that can be so hard in friendships. So that's why I'm always like, you know, set them in the beginning, like Mm -hmm. make sure that this person knows whoever friendship relationship, whatever, make sure this person knows what you accept and what you don't. Because mm-hmm. there's certain things that aren't going to fly, no matter how much I love you, no matter how much whatever. And like you said, I love that you said that. Like loving you from afar, like mm-hmm. that's such an important thing to do because we can put ourselves first without neglecting the person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, it it definitely took a toll on me, and uh, and I, yeah, it just sucked because like that literally year later, I got married, and I was just like, oh, like i meant. like but I can't because then that'll be like me accepting that behavior and right. Uh, like no I, I don't want to and I do have I have very limited friendships but I do have successful friendships that we're so we love each other so much but we're also very respectful and we know each other's mm-hmm. boundaries. and before she even tells me um I've been friends with uh with with this girl for we've since sophomore year of high school and now we're like both like grown we've we've both grown and we've been so close together but the main reason why we were able to grow so much is because we both hold respect to each other and before Mm -hmm. she even says like something like I don't feel comfortable I'm like I'm not even gonna ask you because I know that you don't feel comfortable so I'm not and she starts laughing because she's like yeah (laughs) right don't ask me because you know the answer and same thing with her to me and we're both so respectful of each other's time that it just works because of those boundaries. Instead of, you know, thinking like, "Oh, I'm gonna lose them because I'm putting boundaries," it's the opposite. Your friendship or your relationship will grow because you have those respectful boundaries. Um, and I think that a lot of people just need to let go of that fear. And if you lose them, you lose them. It wasn't meant to be. The people that were meant right. in your life will be in your life, and those that were not will, you know, leave and walk away.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I love that everyone who's meant to be in your life is in your life or will come back to your uh-huh. life you don't miss out on something like there's a divine plan for you and regardless of what you like you're not big enough to mess up god's plan for you regardless mm-hmm. if that's people or a specific thing or a specific goal or whatever like you're not
0: you're not powerful
1: enough to do that mm-hmm. so i really love that you said that for sure i yeah, totally agree and,
0: and okay and how did you get to that point where you were like a stop estab- knew how to establish those boundaries or how did you put yourself first
1: i think it took just me going through that enough times to where i'm like and it backfiring on me and being like i cannot do this anymore because now i'm in the fire and i'm suffering and they're fine because they're with my advice and Mm -hmm. i I guess my advice worked for them you know (laughs) they're doing good they're back with their whatever like they're fine and we're not friends anymore and i'm the one who's suffering Mm -hmm. and i've been um friendship heartbreak is real you know it is so real i've definitely had friendship heartbreak and it's all stemmed from i wouldn't say all stemmed, but majority of the time it stemmed from me not establishing appropriate boundaries and me just kind of just letting things happen because i feel bad for my friend or i feel you know what i mean i feel Mm -hmm. compelled to give them advice or do something in specific that i don't feel comfortable with so yeah
0: i yeah i agree and um a segue to that would be i see that you know your worth and Mm -hmm. you have confidence now is there any advice or tips that you can give someone that's starting from from the bottom that is like I don't feel confident I'm very insecure and I'm so insecure that I don't really know how to set these boundaries because I feel like I'm not worthy are are there any tips that you can give them
1: of course of course and I love this question because I think this is the most important thing for both of our audiences I Mm -hmm. think like we have a very similar goal and. Um, making women feel the best that they can possibly feel. So one thing I can say is always, 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 because we talk to ourselves in our head all day, Mm -hmm. you know, whether we say it out loud, whether we admit it or not, we always like look in the mirror and we say something, whether it's out loud or in our head, you know, Mm -hmm. always, always, always combat a lie or an insecurity with a truth. Oh, I love that. Always. (laughs) So, You know what I mean? Mm Because sometimes the insecurity isn't a lie. Like sometimes it's true. Sometimes you do have a stutter when you talk and you hate it and you think that you're super socially awkward, but don't say that to yourself. Don't allow that thought to get past that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because our thoughts control our reality. And even like the Bible says like Mm -hmm. the power of death and life is in the tongue and like take Mm -hmm. every thought captive. All those things, those are very true. And they are extremely helpful for kind of like setting a pathway for how we live. So -hmm. if you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm so ugly, like, leave like cut that thought off right there and kind of like rebut it with I'm so beautiful I'm growing to love myself I'm growing to love this part of myself I'm growing to love my body I'm so healthy I'm actively working on being my best self combat those lies Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day you're gonna kind of like reprogram your mind into thinking oh wait and then next time maybe it won't be the next day but in like three four months of you doing that every single day combating that lie you're just gonna look in the mirror one day and just be like wow I what what happened I love what I see I feel Mm -hmm. beautiful. I feel, I feel healthy. I feel confident, you know? Yeah. I think, I think another thing is like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and obviously not unsafe, uncomfortable situations, (laughs) you know, that that, I'm not telling you all to do that, but put yourself in a situation where you know, you're going to be uncomfortable, but you know, it's going to be beneficial for your growth. Mm-hmm. So if you have maybe like social anxiety and you struggle with that like put yourself in a in um maybe not a huge party because that can be like very overstimulating for some people but put yourself in a room with new people peers you know maybe like a church group or like um, like a class club or whatever. I didn't go to high school, so I I don't know, guys. But you know, <laughs> I was homeschooled. Homeschool gang, okay. But like, you know, something where there's like a lot of people your age. You know, some type of group or something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, I would have said that because yeah. that's exactly what I would do if I don't feel. Mm-hmm. This is a tip, you guys. If you if you want to like really grow fast put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you're safe obviously mm-hmm. but for example I would what if I felt comfortable in a class because the teacher was so laid back or very lenient I would leave that class and move to the strictest possible teacher that had super high expectations wow. that would intimidate me because I knew that I was gonna grow and I was like okay I feel uncomfortable here I'm gonna grow whenever you mm-hmm. feel some type of uncomfort or unease of like Not safety wise, but like unease as in like, holy cannoli, I have so much to grow. I have (laughs) so much to learn. I really need to like stick to my nose. I need to stick to studying. I need to be disciplined because that's what happens. You you become disciplined. That's Mm -hmm. when the growth and that's where the fun begins. Because that's and then when you're done, like when you're done with that course or when you're done doing something and you overcame that fear or of that, I felt uncomfortable. Now I don't now what that kind of goes hand in hand Mm -hmm. with is like your self-doubt your imposter syndrome gone because you're like dang I completed that I accomplished that I did that what more can I do and then you start getting curious and that's when the fun really begins of your self-love or self-discovery journey kind of begins because you're like okay if I can do that what else can I do and then you start growing as a person for sure love that you said that for sure yeah
1: and you have to realize also like sometimes you're going to put yourself in that uncomfortable situation like that class or that social situation and you're going mm-hmm. to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to stutter, you're going to make like a mess out of yourself which honestly you really can't. Like it's majority of the times 10 times worse in your head than it actually was. But <laughs> I digress, okay? <laughs> um you know you don't do so well in the class or you fail in that social situation or you mess up whatever, you have to be able to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're human. You know, like don't beat yourself up because you're like, oh, I put myself in this situation and I knew it was going to go bad. Like, no, don't encourage that like thought train and everything. It's going to just hinder your growth. Just be like, okay, I could have done a little bit better. I didn't this time. Live and learn. Just try to move on and try not to do it again. But if you do it again, you're right back there. You talk to yourself positively
0: and you keep going. Keep moving exactly and that's so funny that you say that because most of the time in those classes I'm a, I'm like the straight A student like I love mm-hmm. I love school and so I would usually when I went and put myself out there with these courses that were rigorous um I would end up getting Cs or Bs but I was like that C is my A and I got like very happy about earning that C because yeah Um, it taught me what I needed to learn. And it's having self compassion. I always talk about this. It's letting go of shame and having self compassion, because shame can do very detrimental, sad things to us and keep us embarrassed. And I don't want that for my ladies. I don't want that for my community. So yeah, yeah, how Ali says self compassion, all the way and understand that if you fail, learn from it. And then go fail again, if you have to like, it's gonna take so it's going to take some mistakes for us to really learn and get back up, but it's okay. As long as you get back up, that's what really matters. Cause that's, that's life. That That's life in general.
1: Wow. I love that. One thing I love about you, Carla, and going back to why I followed you, you have like an extension of what I think in my head. Like I think <laughs> something and I'm just like, I know Carla's going to complete this in my head. Like we're just a perfect duo. Cause I see your videos and I'm like, yes, like this is exactly like, yeah. Like, i love it i love it
0: i'm the same way i'm like oh you say yeah. a simplistic way no more i feel like i'm a little bit really intense because i'm an intense person but you yeah. make it like easy like easy as in it's easy to swallow it's easy to, like oh she just told me that i messed up but like she said it nicely so i'll take it <laughs> on the other hand me i feel like i'm a little bit more uh square bear and i'm just like. Look, you messed up. I know it's tough love, but listen, this is the truth. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes, and I love it. And I can switch too.
1: You'd be surprised, (laughs) especially with my friends. I try online to be a little bit more chiller because if you come like with like a knife against someone's throat, I'm not saying you do that, but sometimes I've done that and I've gotten backfire, girl. If you come super strong,
0: yeah, I do that. You know exactly what I mean. All the time, all the time. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you know how that comes back to you, girl you know so but I love it I love it it's I love it
0: I love so it I love bad. it because um, it's so me <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god. so funny um and then how do you practice self-love on a daily basis like that could be mm. skincare that could be you talking to yourself for 30 minutes like before you wake up. I don't know what whatever it is how do you practice self-love
1: Mm, I love that. I have been practicing self-love all day today.
0: I have been so
1: chill. I'm going to (laughs) walk you through exactly what I do. Okay. So I usually, I'm the type of person that like, if I look my best, I feel my best. And that's not saying I have to be, you know, all crazy, but I know that like, if I like, you know brush my hair and all that Mm -hmm. stuff I know sometimes when you're staying home like you kind of don't do those stuff you kind of just like brush your teeth put on your skincare and kind of live your Mm -hmm. life but for me like I like to put on cute pajamas I like to like like put my hair maybe up in curlers or something and do something that makes me feel like very like feminine very beautiful very chill and then once I'm kind of in that state of like peace I like to like take my coffee take my tea whatever I have in the morning I like to try to do this in the morning or at night I take a journal and I start writing I'm obsessed with writing I love it. Me too. Me I love too. it. I love it. And I love to put on jazz music. I love to read my Bible, maybe do a little devotional. I can even call my friends. I think some of my friends are very therapeutic, honestly. And I feel like <laughs> when you surround yourself with um, women that, like, encourage you and inspire you, it's so relaxing. Mhm. It, and it,
0: you benefit so much. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. That, that's really nice. See, this is why I needed, needed you to come, because I, I'm... <laughs> I'm the same way, but you just worded so much better. You just worded so much better than me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so, thank uh, you. You made, you made that sound so like, yes, I want to be there. I could I could envision you doing that. I can envision myself doing that. And um, what about someone that's barely starting in their self-love journey? What do you recommend them to do? Like, how, how do we get there when we find that relaxing? Because there's a lot of us that are in that hustle culture or in that hmm. life of like, I have kids, I have a husband, I'm i have i wear so many hats how can we make time for self-love how can we get Mm -hmm. i'm a strong and
1: firm believer in we make time for the things that matter to us Mm -hmm. um and that can be much easier said than done especially for like career women women with children women with you know you know very intense lives as most Mm -hmm. of you guys have because you guys both following me and carla like you guys are bomb Mm -hmm. you ladies are insane like Yeah. But I think honestly, just kind of like maybe if you even have to wake up a little bit earlier, and I know that sucks because some of you ladies probably wake up so early for work or school or whatever to get the kids up or whatever, but maybe just 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. 15 minutes earlier, taking that time apart, putting relaxing music on, just whatever self-care means to you. I know like you're saying like people that are starting out, women that are starting out. I think the perfect thing to do in the morning is to just read. Mm -hmm. just read read self-help read a book you've been liking or like read something that relaxes you don't read anything for school or for work or for research or whatever like don't do that read something that's relaxing and something that you know is going to bring you into that state and kind of just like set your day off for like a good a good
0: path I love that I agree yeah I I uh, and I put this into practice. It's so challenging to wake up early. I don't know if you know this, but I have my other job where I'm a full time nanny right now. I'm in transition of being um, full time relationship coach slash image consultant. But yeah. right now I'm a full time nanny. And I have, I love that. I I, I, love, I love children like the, mm-hmm. uh, the love that I have for kids is like insane. And I have so much experience with them. But uh, I see them grow every day. And, and I just love what I do. But Going back, I go, I have to be there at their house at 6.30 a.m. Every single day. Mm-hmm. Monday oh my to Friday. gosh. And it's like, okay, shoot. Well, I still want to look good. I love the gym. I love Pilates. I love weightlifting. But it's like, okay, realistically, how much time do I have? Right. And I started waking up super early. I started waking up at 4.30 in the morning um, just so that I could have that time to myself where it's like not even my husband can bother me. It's like just me. Um, and I listened to the book called Think and Grow Rich. I'm rereading it, and it's like it's such. What I tell myself is, how am I expected to give when I don't even yeah. give to myself first?
1: Exactly. So it's like
0: I have to give to myself first in order for me to give and give fully. So that has been helping, and it's so therapeutic. And for me, working out is a form of self-love. Um, mm-hmm. And that not might be for everybody, but for me, it it definitely is. And it's just thirty. It's thirty to forty five minutes that I have to myself, but it makes it so worth it to wake up a little bit earlier, um, to have that alone time. And since it's four four thirty in the morning, no one's up. It's dark, pitch black outside where where I'm at, and yeah. it's just like, okay, I can do this. I it's it's a new day. I'm here, me, myself, and I. And it's definitely. Um, a great start of my day even though it's so early but I definitely agree with you on that for sure and it's
1: not easy it's not an easy thing especially like when you said when you wear so many hats it's so hard mm-hmm. but it's worth it it's so worth it you feel so connected to yourself you feel so refreshed you can pour into other people like you were saying and it's just beneficial
0: I completely overall agree. I completely yeah. agree and since it's almost a valentine's day I mean we're doing <laughs> that on Sunday but I hope to have this out today, Um, but what, do you have any first date stories you can share with us?
1: Oh my gosh, first date stories. Okay, another story I've never told on the internet. Carla, you are getting (laughs) all of my secrets today. (laughs) I honestly have been thinking about this all week if I'm being honest, I've been thinking about this. I'm like, okay, let me kind of go back memory lane. Honestly, girl, I did not have to go too far. So <laughs> <laughs> I did not have to go. Um, So for first dates, I have this crazy story that I'm going to share on your podcast for the first time. Like I mentioned, oh, I went on a, yes, girl, listen, I went on a date with this guy. It was a first date, whatever. We knew each other more or less. Um, He picked me up, you know, did all the things, whatever the basics, and we were in the car and he told me he's like oh like in his car right and he's like mm-hmm. oh like ali i like watch your videos online like this is my tiktok era you know it's not my mm-hmm. youtube you know haul videos and whatever he's mm-hmm. like i watch your videos online like oh wow like you're like growing on social media and like whatever and i'm just like oh yeah cool yeah he's like yeah like they're awesome like keep it up whatever mm-hmm And I was like, okay, like, that was kind of random. Like, you brought that up. Okay. So, you know, it kind of, like, stuck with me because I was like, oh, my gosh. So we end up going to the restaurant. Very nice restaurant. Fun time, whatever. The bill comes. Oh, no. The bill comes. Carla, tell me why this man was like, are we splitting it? (gasps) I promise you. (laughs) I promise you. And before I did these videos, I never did that because my dad was like, no, you never do that. You know, Mm -hmm. like, no, you just never do that. And I never did it. And no one's ever asked me. So he asked me, I was like, Oh my gosh. So I was like, we're chilling right now. We're chilling. I'm completely chill because I'm not going to go crazy. Like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's your prerogative, I guess. And I'm sitting there, I'm just like staring at him. I'm like, no, I'm not splitting the bill. What are you talking about? And he's like, he kind of caught off guard, but I'm like, listen, if you watch, I didn't tell him this, I didn't tell him this, but in my mind and like talking to my girlfriends and whatever, like after this happened, I'm like, if you watch my videos, homeboy, mm-hmm. I talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I literally talk about that all the time. So, you know, whatever he ended up paying, obviously I didn't even bring like a card. Like, I didn't even bring anything because I'm like, you're, yeah, you don't have to. Like, you're bringing me out. You know what I mean? And, like, I feel like it's disrespectful on a first date, especially. Like, if you're married and whatever and you're doing like, that's Mm -hmm. so different. Like, that's different. But if you're, like, it's their first time going out, that's your first impression to me? Like, are you serious?
0: Yeah. and That, 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 no. And Mm -mm. segue to this. Okay. Segway to this. What? makes getting like what are the qualifications or classifications that you need to have in order to get a date with allie because obviously you have expectations <laughs> so yeah. what what makes a guy eligible to be you know go on a date with you what what is it
1: oh i love this question i have honestly Contrary to popular belief, people would think I have a laundry list, like this huge long list of just incredible details about a guy. It's very simple for me. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is like nowadays, it's like it's not as simple for them. Uh You see what I'm saying? I Uh mean, for me, like I've dated some incredible guys and I'm so grateful because I have just incredible luck when dating, if I'm being honest. But I think some key things I look for are intentionality, masculinity, genuine, like being a genuine person. Romantic love for Jesus, things like that, like very simple things. But I feel like not everyone has them, or at least not everyone has them together. You see what I'm Uh saying? uh I think some things also is like not necessarily old school, but you have to like have some type of like manly head on your shoulders because I feel like the modern kind of like splitting bills, like sleeping on the first date, things like that, like I just don't do. And no hate to anyone who does, but I just don't believe in that for me personally. Uh So if you have that kind of mindset, like, that's great for you, but I'm not, I'm not the girl for you. Like, I'm not the woman for you. Yeah, but you man, know, it's that's
0: true, that's true. Yeah. And, and you'd be surprised. Yeah. At, like, how many guys find that so attractive? I remember that's what made for sure. Like, qual, not I guess my husband's qualifications or what he was looking for in a woman when we mm-hmm. our first date was like, having a woman that could be a woman because my husband, he's okay. He's such a smart cookie, this little, this man. He's such a smart cookie, and I love it and I hate it at the same time because he keeps me on my toes, but in a healthy right. way. He keeps right. me on my toes because with him, I am, in a way, forced to be in my feminine energy because he's so masculine and he's so he's such a man. And it's, oh, I love that. It's like, okay, I have to keep up with myself because if I don't keep up with myself, my husband will know. And it's just like he pushes me to be the best version of myself. But going, going into that, he was very looking for someone that was more traditional
1: because obviously
0: I'm in I don't know where you're located but I'm here in California are you in California or I'm in Miami actually Miami Florida okay okay oh nice (laughs) Florida (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I anyways so I'm in California and here in California things are ran a little bit differently they're a lot more like all the stereotypes that you can think of, obviously not all of them, but most of them are very true. And um, going into the relationship, for example, he's like, I honestly thought you were going to have an accent because I'm Latina. And mm-hmm. I, can, I can I can obviously switch. I can speak Spanish and no accent at all. But he was like, I honestly thought you were going to have a thick accent and be like super, super open about like the 50-50, you wanting to work while the kids stay at home. And I don't want that. And I was like, that's great because I don't want that either and no questions were asked like whenever the bill came it was it was never awkward with him and I think what helped was that he's from Louisiana so he comes from a very like maybe more traditional type of hometown um, right where like in his family it was so weird for me to see but uh, whenever I went over like his family they all had their own businesses and they had their you know women's at home and if they wanted to work they could but if they didn't like they didn't have to and right. I was like thrown aback by that because here all I see is like a lot of 50 50 and a lot of men being lazy and it's like it's not it's it's up to us really what we make our standards to be because we can make him lazy or make him better and mold him to our uh. You know what I mean? For sure. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like, sometimes you just need the right... How do I say this? Like, I can't... Like, the right canvas to start and then you just start molding them and then they become the way that you know you want them to be but they definitely need to have the right mindset and the, a mm-hmm. good head on their shoulders in order for you to be able to work with them because they evolve we both now that I you know look back and I'm like wow we've evolved so much as a couple and as people in general that right. um we needed we needed both of us Needed to have the same kind of structure um, before we even pursued each other, and um, I think that that's 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 where um, that's where I stand on that. And I think that that's what we should be looking for. It's like very masculine men and men that not force us, but like keep us on our toes about our femininity and our feminine energy. And like I need them needing that, and then us needing like that masculine energy we're not needing it but wanting it so that we can compliment each other um because that's that's what i've seen that has worked with me and my husband personally where we're just like okay well you stick to your thing and i stick to my thing and we compliment one another because when he needs his peace and serenity it's like oh i'm there and whenever i need my protection and like holy cannoli i'm like i'm anxious right now he's like babe Chill. Look, i got it. And like, like I got you. Yeah, ah! it's like he lets me rest, and we need we need oh, that. Yeah. And it's just so hard to find that nowadays. It's it's so it's the fact that it's even a controversial point to say like, are we splitting it? Or like a man, right. a man saying that. It's like, are you a man? Like, why would well, first of all, you asked crazy. me out. You invited me. Right. Why in the world would I be splitting the bill with you? Like, what? No. What? 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 So who has access to Ali? Who has access to Ali? What type of man has access to you?
1: I feel like a guy that, like you were saying, like a guy that's like in touch with his masculine energy because it brings out my feminine energy and like me, like living in this world and like having my own businesses and like kind of like doing my thing. Like I'm kind of like you, like I'm like, oh my gosh, like let me, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of everywhere sometimes and I need like someone to just kind of bring me down be like, babe, like I got it. It's fine. Like you're mm-hmm. good, you know? And of course, of course, love for Jesus. That's like a number one thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, But then just- just someone who, like, gets me. I think there's also, like, a big, like, I'm a big chemistry person. I'm a hopeless romantic. I've always been. And I don't like to say I'm a hopeless romantic. I like to say I'm a hopeful romantic because what's hopeless about <laughs> it? You know what I true. mean? That's true. What's hopeless about it? You know, it's very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone who has, like, that romance, someone who's genuine, you know, not, like, so in their head about things. Um, I know him when I see him, though, if I'm being honest. He kind of, you just kind of have to have it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's like a combination of things and I know what they are. It's just like, I don't know, like there also has to be that chemistry too. Like I can't, you can be all of these things that I'm listing. And like, if we have no chemistry, if there's nothing really there, there's no spark. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I
0: agree. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, and going with that, it's like, I want also our ladies and our listeners that are, you know, hearing us today, you need to understand that not, everybody's going to have access to you. You should sure. be able to say you have access, not even like you have access, you don't, but it's like, make it known that there's very specific people that have access to you, not in a rude way. Like, you're obviously going to be polite. You're going to be nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. But there's, because everybody has, technically, everybody does have access to me, but there's very few people that get one-on-one. Like, there's very few people that get to know who Carla, who Carla truly is. I love that. So obviously, like, I'm myself with everybody, but very, very few people have access to that inner core of like, oh snap, that's, that's Carla. That's Carla being vulnerable. That's Car- that's Carla. And I guess some right. people tell me like, you know, you're so you're so like um stiff online, and then they get to meet me like in person when we have a one on one, and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I'm just like, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, I I am, but that's because you're getting to know an intimate side of me. I have to be a specific way online because, you know, to protect my own being, but not necessarily when you're getting to know who Carla really is. And I feel like a lot of us ladies need to have that, like have a person that is overall you, but the, your heart, like keep it protected, like protect your heart at all costs, because that's going to keep you from either falling out of who you really are and it's going to let other people know, like, okay, I respect that. I respect her. She knows that. I know that not everybody has access to her. And because of that, I'm not going to lose my chances with her. And that's how you keep people kind of like chasing you because they want more. And you're like, nope, trust is earned, not given. Um, For so sure. That's what I want my ladies to also think about during this Valentine's Day as well. It's like, don't tell everybody your business. Like, Be very no. careful with with that.
1: Yeah. And for me, like a big thing, a huge thing, friendships and relationships, you're talking about access, discernment, Mm -hmm. growing in your discernment. And I think a lot of my discernment has come from like the Lord and my relationship with him. But Mm -hmm. there are so many ways to grow um, your discernment, like depending on who you are, of course, like you can pray if you're a prayer person or you can kind of like ask older women in your life that have kind of like been there and experienced. Mm -hmm. Discernment is so important, nevertheless, and I think, like, once you kind of grow that part of yourself, there's no way you can give access to everyone because mm-hmm. you're going to see them for who they truly are behind, mm-hmm. like, the facade that they may or may not be having. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. yeah, I think that's a
0: huge thing. Yeah, and you know what? It's so funny that you say that because people run away from me. They're like, dude, I feel naked with you. Like, I can't be with you. Like, I feel <laughs> naked. People feel say naked. the same thing to me. <laughs> and it's cute. And it's oh just like, well, gosh. it's because, and you know the best way that I can describe it is, like, you become a mirror like you become a mirror right. tell them like oh you have a little dark spot right there like you should you should clean that mm. you should fix that and that's yeah. why a lot of people that's why not a lot of people like like okay not a lot of people i don't want to say not a lot of people like me but i'm not everybody's cup of tea because yeah. i keep them accountable with themselves because it's like well i can't do that and then i'm over here living my best life and saying like yeah you can what is that, that what does that say about them then and they start thinking like oh snap like I just put myself in this hole and she's doing what I said I couldn't do, but she's doing it. How is she doing it? And then that's where jealousy or like envy or just all the bad things start coming. And it's like, okay, I understand that I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to trust everybody. And that doesn't mean that everybody has the best intentions for me because there's been people where they try to get close to me to either break me or to really like, twist my way of being or just like ha I told you you're fake or ha I told you I knew that you were blah blah and it's just like you have to be very careful with the people that you let in and very and, and I feel like that comes with with experience but also with like understanding and being in tune with your intuition of, yeah okay I can trust this person or no I shouldn't let this person in and whatever it may be like Um, like it or not I feel like self-love allows that as well self-love really keeps you connected to who you are and your intuition and you're more susceptible with learning like oh this person is not gonna bring any good or oh this person is gonna bring good I don't know if that makes any sense
1: no that makes total sense and I totally agree I think self-love like kind of like back from what we were saying earlier self-love kind of gives you that like push To want to kind of like clean your space as they Mm -hmm. say, Mm -hmm. you know, like it gives you that push because you're okay with being alone. You're okay with being by yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, you're okay with like kind of growing and allowing like new experiences to happen and letting old ones kind of pass because you have that respect for yourself. Yeah, totally. That totally makes sense.
0: And going since this is going to be, I guess, the last, unfortunately, it's going to be the last segment of today's podcast in regards to Valentine's day. So what do you do on Valentine's day when you don't have a Valentine? Oh, I love this. No
1: Valentine. No problem. I love this question. (laughs) I think Galentine's 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 day is the best thing invented ever. Honestly, I love it better than actual Valentine's day. Being in love is great, but being with your girlfriends, Dare I say it's even better? Yeah. I I mean, there's nothing like good, healthy, like friendships. It's just the most fulfilling and most amazing thing ever. And both can be beautiful. I'm not discrediting either, but I think Valentine's Day is so fun. And if you're married, if you're in a relationship, whatever, I think you should still do one. I know it's a little late now, but maybe plan for next year. Celebrate with your girls. You have to. You have to do fun things. Wear pink, wear the dresses, do all the fun stuff, make cute little cocktails or mocktails Camp for yourself, you know. You guys can even do like a little, like nails, you know, like paint each other's nails, like we used to do when we were younger. Like cute little things like that. I just love Valentine's Day, and I think it's so essential for any friendship. I think it's it's such a
0: beautiful thing. I agree. Yeah, and even yeah, even if it's a little late, like still celebrate. It. Even if it's in March, title like Valentine's Day, like it literally doesn't matter because it's so essential and it's needed and it keeps us connected to our feminine side as well. For because- sure like so it's you're causing like so much estrogen is in the air and you're just like ooh, you just you feel you feel empowered and then but you also feel girly and soft and it's just so fun i, I agree. agree so it's fun. so fun and so any, fun would you give any words of encouragement to our listeners today that are single on valentine's day what would you tell them
1: for sure i think one major point i always try to like push this in my videos too your time is coming Mm -hmm. You haven't been skipped. You haven't been missed. God hasn't forgotten about you. You know, your fate is here. Your fate is exactly where you are. Your time is coming. Don't doubt that. Embrace where you are so you can actually love harder in the end. This time is given to you so you can grow in yourself, grow in your friendships, grow in your family, your career, everything so that when you finally find that or it finally finds you, I should say, Mm -hmm. you can give your all to it. You can go as deep as you can possibly go because you've already You've already done all the work. You've already done everything that you've needed to up until that point.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Also, another thing. Mm-hmm. I think writing love letters to your future spouse is a beautiful thing. And that's a beautiful thing you can do on Valentine's Day as well.
0: Yes, I love that. Yeah, you guys know this um, to, uh, the, to the audience. But before – this is so funny. Before me and my husband got married, I was writing to him in a journal for five years. Oh, it was love letters, gosh. quotes. It was whatever it was because I had just gotten out of high school and I was like, you know what? I see so many people doing wrong things and I'm going to have faith in me waiting. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to wait. And I decided to, um, and I just decided to write love letters and not just love letters, but like biblical verses or quotes from different books that I knew were going to stem or were going to... uh, I guess, like an aesthetic for our relationship in a way. That's the best way that I can describe it. But yes, absolutely. (laughs) And it keeps you so encouraged and uh, kind of having faith of like, your time's going to come. Don't rush love because then it's not going to be the right time. It has to be the right time for you to yeah be, be able to connect with this person. And I will never trade it for anything in the world. I would do it again. If I had to, I would do it again. Because when wow. I was able to give him that journal, I kid you not. Oh, my gosh. When I started writing in this journal, my husband stopped dating. Like, literally. Like, I wrote dates wow. down on everything. My husband stopped dating because he joined the military. And he's like, from this moment on, I'm only going to date for marriage, and he stopped dating completely for those five years, and I kid wow. you not, through those letters, we both started crying and tearing up when we read it together for, our, like, when we got engaged, um, because he's like, you have no idea how much I needed these words whenever, because he wow. remembered, he remembered when, uh, like, through that, through those times, or through that period of his life, when I wrote those letters, he's like, I needed this whenever I was going through, like, blah, 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 and I was just like, oh, my goodness, like, our story is so... I just love our story and I'm never going to stop sharing it because I want people to be helpless romantics or hope, you know, have hope in the romance because it's so out there. You just have to wait. If I didn't wait, I wouldn't have the story now, but I did the work. So um, definitely if you're single this Valentine's day, don't even sweat it. It's not going to be a forever thing. It's temporary and it's momentarily and really, really truly. If you want the best relationship, work on yourself.
1: For sure. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally agree. Totally agree. I love that. I love that story. Your guys' story is so beautiful. And I'm so happy that you're sharing it to encourage, um, especially younger women that might be like, oh, I'm setting all these boundaries. I have all these things that I want to do. And maybe I shouldn't be having these because, you know, I won't find what I'm looking for. You will. You definitely will. And Carla's a testimony for that yeah so I love that
0: take my story and make it
1: yours
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it uh well anyways Ali thank you so much for being a part of today's show and today's podcast I really appreciate you stay tuned we're gonna probably collab more and work together with future podcast episodes um and maybe even like it'd be cool if we could set up like a time and a place to maybe visit each other as well to record TikToks together or a YouTube video, that would be so awesome.
1: <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Deets right now, I need them. We're doing
0: it, we're doing it. <laughs> I know, it would be so cool because I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, am I, I'll share this with you um, personally because it's like a little bit more uh, personal information, but we'll talk later. Um, okay. We'll see this year how things go um and we can go ahead and set up a time to meet because i want to go visit you or you can come visit me whatever it is um but we'll, we'll see how we make it work oh, for sure so much Ali, for being a part of this and i really appreciate you and um stay tuned for our later collabs <laughs>
1: for sure thank you so much for having me carla i love you guys You guys have a great mentor on your hands. Listen to her. You're going to grow so much.
0: (laughs) Copy, paste. Sorry, you guys. We'll see you next
1: week.